0: Has a journey. Every person who lives life has to go through stages. There are tears, there are triumphs, there are testimonies. Any person who is inspiring, any person who makes you feel good about what they're doing and where they've been and how they got there, they got there on a journey. And the journey is always more complicated than we could ever guess or really even understand. Journeys are necessary. People think all the time when they think about goal setting, about setting the goal and reaching the goal. But the truth is that it's it's the heartbreaks, it's the setbacks, it's the frustrations before you get to the goal that build the character. And the most beautiful stories to hear are the ones where people put themselves in position and didn't even really truly understand the position they were putting their self in. Today, I have a guest that I'm bringing on that I think is about to not only inspire you, not only blow your mind, but also pump you up in terms of the the importance of not only your mentality of how you go after the goal, how you go after the purpose, but also how you go after the life behind the scenes, how you structure your family, how you build up your family so that nobody's in lack the people you perform in front of, or the people you lay down at night beside. So right now, I'm going to bring on, this is, this is exciting. Woo! Jason and I have been talking about this one for weeks now. Andy Dooley, I'm bringing you on. I, I don't even want to tell everybody what you do yet. Would you <laughs> give everybody... Just a little bit of like what you do as a human so that everybody can be blown away and then we'll go from
1: there. (laughs) Well, I just wanted to tell you, thank you guys so much for having me. It's been an honor. I'm truly blessed to, you know, have the time to be able to speak to you guys and to have a conversation. Absolutely. So that's one of the beautiful things about being able to get on a podcast. Well, my name is Andy Dooley, like you said, and I am a lover of people. Yes, sir. I love people. I love empowering, or encouraging, and elevating others. Um, I am a husband. I am a dad of four beautiful nuggets. <laughs> 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 um, I, I enjoy life. I'm an entrepreneur. I am a fitness coach, author, influencer, and... In-game host for the Seattle Seahawks and the XFL team, uh, the Seattle Sea Dragons, and I've been doing more hosting, so it's been pretty awesome how those doors have just opened up, and I'm honored to be here today.
0: Oh that's amazing that's amazing. So you you are sitting right now in all of these positions where like you are you are giving voice to excitement, you are giving voice and motivation to a people. Can you take us a little bit into that journey cuz I know you have a really cool story. How did you even get, you know, into alignment with the Seahawks and the Sea Dragons and all that? How did that come about for you?
1: Yeah. So it came about from people telling me you can't do all these things, okay? (laughs) You can't do this, you can't do that. You can't do social media and work or do a job. And I looked at him and said, well, maybe you can't and that's okay, Mm. but I can. And I had to believe in myself Mm. because at the end of the day, if you don't believe in yourself, (laughs) then you'll be swayed by so many people's thoughts and their limitations on their life. And so, 2020 hits, pandemic, we all remember that moment, and I get sent home, furloughed from my job. Mm-hmm. I had just moved to Seattle, Mar- March 1st was my first day of uh, work, mm-hmm. sent home on March 12th.
0: Hold on, oh. you, you moved to Seattle yes. March 1st?
1: No, moved there February 26th to be exact. Started February 26th. And you get furloughed from work weeks later. Yeah, not even a not even weeks, literally 12 days. Sheesh. Yeah. And then you can't file unemployment because I wasn't there long enough. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you can't even file for unemployment. Go keep going with your story. This is already good.
1: Yeah, so I can't do that. So now I'm like, okay, I have my Instagram you know and i have a few brand deals coming in so i'm i'm now thinking okay i need to think progressively connect dots and then the next day my instagram gets hacked by some i'm not going to even say what but i get hacked i lose everything i mean everything and then it's a new task on trying to get a hold of instagram alone which is just ridiculous thank goodness a friend was of a friend of a guy who was on a show called Naked and Afraid. At the point in time, I didn't even know of that show. I didn't even know what that was. And then he tried to connect me with someone. Long story short, I ended up finally getting an email to email back to get a hold of Instagram. Instagram gets back to me, and then they did the research, looked, they couldn't get my account back, but they could get my name back. Mm. I'm like, whatever. I have did this before. I'll do it again, refresh, start over. And Mm -hmm. then I jumped on TikTok. And that's when I started really going hard on TikTok. And I told myself, I'm going to go starting April 1st of that year. I'm going to go every single day and not miss a single day and post. And I was posting easily, at first, four videos a day. Mm. And then I increased it to six to nine videos a day. Mm. Nonstop. And if you wanted to nitpick and go down and do the research, you could go back and see every single day I was posting, mm-hmm. you know, and it was the consistency. And so I, I started watching it grow and grow and grow. And then it started growing by 5,000s then 10,000s. We fast forward to April 17th. I wake up and my phone's like going crazy. Congratulations. Congratulations. You hit a million followers. So within a year, it's time I went just started on TikTok and grew to a million followers in a year. Because I just treated it like a TV show, stay consistent. And the beautiful thing about it was the fact that I just was myself. Mm, no say avatar. that. Say that again. <laughs> the beautiful thing about it, I was just myself. So what you are seeing here, if you met me in person, Jason could tell you I'm exactly this person in real life. And if you look at my TikTok, I'm the same person. Mm. So if you enjoyed and like my social media, then you enjoy it like me. So that's easy work. That's why I was able to pump out all those videos daily. And so from that point on, the mascot from the Seahawks actually saw my TikTok. And I rep my city. I rep as you can see back here. I said I saw I,
0: I was gonna go there later. I said, Oh, he ain't playing around back there. We oh, even no. got the supersonics back there. Like, we ain't playing.
1: we are not playing. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't have a C, uh Sea C- Dragon one yet, so that's why we're here. But uh I love it. I rep it in all my videos somehow or my clothing line. And the the mascot saw it, reached out to me and was like, Hey, we'd love to bring you over to uh training camp, would you like to come? Of course. I go to training camp that year and then the following March, the Seahawks Instagram DMs me and asked me to come to a influencers combine. Mm. So basically, there was like 30 of us influencers. Mm. We showed up and competed in physical different activities. Mm. I won a few of those things. I, and saw, the stat- I saw
0: some footage of you flexing.
1: it's a little something you know (laughs) and the staff wanted to meet me they connected with me and asked me if i would they explained the in-game host position i didn't even know that was a thing and at the time they were trying to mold it Mm. and when they were telling me what it was it sounded my wife standing next to me and this sound that sounds just like you Mm. and that's how that all got started
0: Oh, that is so incredible. And, and so I, I, I want to slow down a little bit because I, I want to make sure everybody got what you said, right? Mm-hmm. So you said you have a two, three-week period of time that would have knocked most people completely onto their bed, crying, mm. in a place, not able to get up, not able to get motivated, right? Mm-hmm. You lose your job. You lose your profile, And there's no guarantees that this whole, let's make six videos a day thing is actually going to produce anything. There's nobody guaranteeing or promising anything. Nope. And you focus and you set your sight on something. What was the thinking that was going on inside of you at that time? Like what, what, what was it? Is it, is it prayer? Is it, is it just discipline? What told you it was going to work? What was that thinking inside of you?
1: Well, my trust in God, Mm. I mean... I've been through quite a bit in my life and um, God has never failed me, ever. Mm -hmm. He's never failed me. And what we may view as failure may be a blessing in the long run. A job loss is an open door in a different area or it's a spur to kick you into a new gear and go to another level. Sometimes we want things to happen And if that door shuts, we get upset and flustered. If that door shuts, I truly believe that's how much I have that much blind faith that, well, God's looking out. There's something better. Mm -hmm. And so during that time, that was my motivation and my kids, my family. My family is my why. And I want to provide. As a man, you want to provide for your family. Mm -hmm. And so whatever you have to do, if you, here's the thing. It's one thing to have blind faith in God. But faith without works is dead. Come on. So, if I am just like, all right, Lord, I'll wait for you to make it happen. Proverbs 69 says, a man plans his steps, but the Lord will direct your path. So, I need to make plans and then be willing to hear if God's telling me, no, go left instead of right. Mm -hmm. I had the plan to go right, but Mm
0: -hmm.
1: being able to stay connected and be like, no, I want you to go left. And then just listen. So, I've now... Stepped out of the driver's seat, walked around the metaphorical car and sat in a passenger seat. and I'm just along for the ride.
0: Mm. Oh, that's so that's so good. So many nuggets in there. How does a person have the the faith in the pivot? In other words, a lot of people, that's where they lose their faith. That's Mm -hmm. where the testing of the faith is, as James would call it. So my question is for you, there's somebody listening today. They're, They're an entrepreneur. They are an athlete. They're a speaker. They're whatever profession they're in. And they just hit this pivot where all of a sudden their faith is wavering. They've got doubt in their heart, doubt in their mind, and they can't hear God. They feel like God is the hardest to hear right now. Mm-hmm. How how do you listen so well? How do you discipline yourself to be still when everything inside of you wants to be anything but still?
1: That's great. Well, when you hit a pivot, if you think about when you hit the pivot, you have to dig into the ground. Like you gotta press. You gotta dig in before you pivot out of it. Mm-hmm. Like there's a pressing and a pushing down. And during those times is where you need to press in and be like, Lord what is going on? (laughs) Mm -hmm. I need you right now. Mm -hmm. You can't try to make it happen in and out of yourself. That's where we go wrong. There's been so many times I'm like, well, I'm just going to make this happen. I'm going to grind. I'm a hustler. I'm going to get it. I'm going to make it happen. And a lot of times, sometimes that happens for you, but then if you extend the journey where Mm -hmm. I want his perfect will, I don't want his permissible will. I don't want his acceptable will. I want his perfect will in my life. That's good. I I have to pause sometimes. In that pivot before I explode out of it, then I'm going to pause. I'm going to wait. I'm going to listen. And you have to give time for that. There's a lot of times where we are praying to God and just speaking to him. But we also need him. It's just a monologue. It should be a dialogue. I speak to you. Now I'm going to sit back and listen. Mm. I'm going to sit and listen. And I had to adopt. And I'm still trying to adopt this in my life as a husband, as a friend. And it's the word silent
0: Mm. and listen.
1: Silent and listen is the same word. Just the letters are just different. Come on. I mean, it's an anagram. So if you're silent, you're listening. If you listen be silent. I mean, Mm -hmm. it all goes together and that helps you really change your movements instead of just rushing and just trying to grind through something.
0: Oh, that's so good. And so one of the things that I know that is, is, is incredibly important to you, not only to be great at what you do, which it sounds like you are in, in your business life, but you just talked about it. You said your family is your focus, so much so that you actually wrote a book about that topic. So take us into that a little bit. Why is is your family so important to you? And, and explain to us, uh, you know, what is your book? What is the faith in the family all about? Just, just walk us through that a little bit.
1: Yeah. It's called building a family of faith. And I was in North Carolina in 2019 and we had, it was a tough year. It was extremely tough. We were in a new place. We're from the West coast. We were out, we were out down South trying to experience something new and we didn't have any family out there. No family out there. We met a couple people as friends. Um, but family, we didn't have family. We were all we had. Mm. And during those tough times, that nucleus is what kept you tight. That kept you sane alongside that life, that lifetime fitness out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that gym was a godsend. But uh, us spending time together and doing devotionals together, Mm. uh, memorizing scripture together, but Mm -hmm. making it fun, making songs out of it, uh, doing all kinds of things to just keep Christ-centered in our family. Mm -hmm. That was the glue for us during the tough times that helped us prevail through some very dark times. Mm. Then we moved to Seattle, pandemic hit, and then I'm outside walking around. I don't know if you guys remember but that first few weeks felt weird. Ghost it felt town. Like a, <laughs> it felt like a extended vacation. Yeah. It also was weird seeing so many people out on a Tuesday. Like, <laughs> like we were in Memorial Day or something. Right. It was just a weird dynamic. And I remember... Netflixing and staying up to four in the morning enjoying ourselves eating chips and dip daily. And I noticed, hold on, what are these extra LBs? I'm like, no, (laughs) no. I walk past the mirror, I'm like, nah, bro You need to start something gonna
0: have to change.
1: Something's gonna have to change. So we had to dial that back, started walking a lot, meeting people. There's smiles all over, but people are like weirded out about what's going going on in our world. Mm -hmm. And then as time progressed, Those smiles started to turn to frowns. People were annoyed Mm. with their families. They did not want to be around them. They realized how much they didn't have the close relationship they thought they had. That's it. That was was very eye-opening for people. Mm -hmm. Because so many divorces came out of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So many families broke up. And that's what spurred on building a family of faith. I wanted to... Because during that time, I loved being at home with my family. Mm. And I wanted other families and people to experience this exact same thing. So I wanted to write a devotional that families could use as an invitation for God to come into their home to set up camp and... Uh, wrecked their place in a very good way. Mm. But if they didn't know how to do a devotional, never have done it, I gave you a template for you to just follow and it created engagement with your family. You got scripture, got some meat, and then something to think about and then activities to do throughout the week.
0: Oh, so incredible. What what you decided to write about um, is so critical. I have often said that I believe that the Lord brought the pandemic to force us to see ourselves Mm. right that you you just expressed it you thought you knew your partner until you had to live with your partner you thought you knew your children until you had to sit in a room with your children Mm -hmm. and you find out not only do you not know them you don't know you Mm-hmm. And so what you did was you sat down and realized there was, a, there was a part of that formula you had figured out. Go ahead, show that book. I want everybody to see it. Um, <laughs> you had figured out a part of that formula that people were missing. So, so walk us through uh, maybe one of the devotionals. Can you explain you know, what is that process like? There's somebody today they're watching. They've, they've got yeah. a, a growing faith life, but they don't even know uh-huh. how to do a devotional. I want them to hear it from you.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. I'm going to do push pause, okay? That's the title of this. Um, Mm -hmm. The scripture is Genesis 2, 2 through 3. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy. Because on it, he rested, remember, rested from all the work of creating that he had done. It starts off with, let's think about it. Do you ever wonder why you have to take a nap or have a bedtime? Wouldn't it be nice if you could skip a nap? Stay up all night or pick your own bedtime. Maybe you feel like there isn't enough time in a day to do everything you want or need to do. You know your body needs a rest, but you feel like you have to keep pushing through. And what about a vacation? You circle the date of the vacation on the counter, plan your trip, pack your things, and get ready to go. The vacation itself is super fun. But when you get back, you're exhausted. In fact, you might feel like you need a vacation from your vacation. Do you often wake up feeling tired? Do you wish you could have more energy? Or do you feel like you don't need that much sleep and would rather rest less and do more? No matter how you feel, it's important to push pause from time to time. Let's get into it. Recently, I found some self-proclaimed fitness gurus online who had created a challenge to do squats and work the legs. I won't take you guys through the entire thing, but this is a story of me following a a workout regimen where I did legs every single day. I wore my Mm. legs out, tore them up. And then I Mm. went to do a normal thing like play kickball. And while I was playing kickball, I pulled a muscle in my leg. Why? Because my legs were fatigued. I didn't give it any time to rest. Okay. Mm. I walked off the field, made a phone call to my friends who worked at a cryotherapy clinic, a special kind of medical treatment that That night they were able to see me and from a series of questions diagnosed me with the complete muscle fatigue. Training my legs for seven days straight without any rest had a negative impact that resulted in a pulled muscle in my leg. There's a time to push hard with school, work, sports, activities, goals, household, projects, workouts, dreams ideas, music, social media, anything you spend time doing, there's also a time to push pause and rest.
0: That's awesome. That's so good. And, and so I really want everybody to tap into this, right? So maybe you're even somebody, you're listening, you just heard Andy talk and you're thinking, I'm, I don't even believe in God. Like, I, I don't even know why I'm listening to this. But <laughs> no matter where you come from, there's some principles there that I hope you heard. I know so many people in life who, you know, they're businessmen, they're business oriented, and all they've ever learned is hustle, grind, hustle, grind, I'll sleep when I'm dead. They end up burned out. They end up locked out of their home after their wife leaves. (laughs) They end up strung out on drugs, on alcohol, on, Mm -hmm. on women, on men, on whatever it is, because they've never learned how to, you said it, you said when a person pivots, They put their foot in the ground and they dig into the ground and then they shift and burst. Well, a lot of people, what they do in life is they never stick their foot in the ground and get grounded. Mm. They never grind in the moment. They never ground theirself in like home. Oh, my wife is home. If I sit down and I talk to her and I share values and I share stories and I share morals, she'll remind Mm -hmm. me not only who I am, but what I'm capable of. And I'm more than what I do. Right? and so. You, you gave everybody this format, especially believers, specifically believers for this book of saying, don't just better yourself, better your family, mm-hmm. sit down in a room, share a story, then talk about it, ask each other questions so that you can truly get to know the people you say you're living for. I do everything I do for my family, but do you know them? I'm grinding as hard as I can for my wife, but do you know her? And so I just love everything you broke down, especially uh, for a family of faith. I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to buy that book because we just started doing a different devotional. I can see why I need that devotional in my house. (laughs) I promise you I'll be buying it. I promise you I'll be buying it. Uh, In fact, I'm going to buy, I'll buy two copies and I'll give one away on a future episode of this. Um, Thank you. Absolutely. And so there's, there's so much. I want you to talk to it for a moment with, with a person who is an entrepreneur. They're a grinder. They're a person who is trying to get to to make their dreams happen. Mm-hmm. And they don't understand the real purpose of rest. They were mm-hmm. taught that if you rest, rest is for suckers. Rest, rest mm-hmm. is for the people who don't want it bad enough. Would you speak to that person? Because I think you have something to say to that person that they need.
1: Yeah, I think that is such a misconception because i'm going to tell you right now i've met some millionaires they rest okay <laughs> don't let them don't let them make it seem like they don't they grind 24/7 that is not true it's not and it's just not sustainable because you are grinding so hard and going so hard to attain these goals but all along you are limiting your time on this earth because you're taking away what happens to you when you don't sleep. Mm. And I'm reading a book on sleep right now and my mind is being blown away Mm. by what it's like each hour that you don't get that sleep. Wow. So you should be getting about seven and a half hours. So between that seven and eight hours of sleep, you are um, sharper, clearer, crisper When you get rest, you and if you're sharper, clear and crisper, then you can make better business decisions. You can move differently. You could get a lot done than being on a few hours of sleep on Red Bulls caffeinated out of your mind and not doing a ton of work. And then Mm. you're spinning it. You're spinning your wheels because now the person who's actually getting rest is progressing faster.
0: You're slowing yourself
1: down when you're not getting the rest. So I would say keep the same grind. Keep that hustle, but just own your schedule. Oh, that's, that's good. Difference. That's good. Own your schedule, and that will make your grind that better. That It makes your grind so much more concise. Mm. Because if you time block or know your day, like right now, I knew at 10 o'clock <laughs> in my schedule... I'm going to be speaking to you guys for this amount of time. I know what my next hour is going to consist of. So, I don't have to let anything else come in between it. because this time is set for social media, this time is set for a podcast, this time is set for lunch, this time is set for here. So, own your schedule, get your sleep, and that's where you'll start to escalate and elevate to another level. How
0: does a person rest when they're awake?
1: Oh, take a mental break. Okay. I just started a new Instagram called the mental break lab.
0: You okay? heard it here first.
1: You heard it here first. I just started. It's called a mental break lab and it's for, and I started it because of this. Mm-hmm. I'm doing, I'm working, I'm grinding. And in the back of my head, there's things that I want to do. Like I want to draw. Mm. I just want to read (laughs) i just want to play video (laughs) games i just want to go into my nothing box and chill we all need a mental break Mm. and so the mental break lab reminds you to be intentional of taking a mental break so that can include meditating that includes taking 30 minutes out your day and just doing whatever you enjoy that brings you peace and calmness. That's gonna help you get some rest mentally while you're awake. Mm.
0: So you have you have been not only learning all of these gifts and these these tools, but then you're sharing it, you're teaching it different ways through social influencing, through your authoring, and now it has taken you in your your personal life to this point where you're working with multiple sports teams, um, you're 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 training people, you're doing so much. How has this chapter of your journey changed you? Getting a chance to see some of the fruit of your labor, you're not done by any means, but getting a chance to start having some real accomplishments, what has that done for you? How has that grown you?
1: Uh, It's grown me in the sense of I have actually, you're starting to see fruits of the labor that was behind closed doors. Mm. You don't have to tell everybody your plans. You know, you know what you're working towards. You need to grind it out, and everyone doesn't have to see behind the scenes of what you're doing. Come on. Just be consistent on a daily and keep pushing. And so as I'm seeing some of these doors open, it's reaffirming, okay, those hours I put in is finally bearing some fruit. Okay. Mm. That's inspiring. That gets you excited like okay, there seasons are grinding, pushing. You can see where you're going. You can see it. Other people may not. Mm. But you got to just believe it. Okay. This may sound funny, but I love I love manga, I love anime. You've heard of Naruto, right?
0: I, I'm I'm not the anime guy. I'm not gonna sit here in front <laughs> to make you feel good. I don't really know. I could I I could have gave you, yeah, absolutely, but somebody would have been appreciate. watching like he lying.
1: He lying, he yeah.
0: lying. I could just see he lying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, I can appreciate that. But there's a character. And I think he said, I may butcher it, but this is the mentality that I take. Hmm. Um he, he had said, hard work is worthless if you don't believe in yourself. Mm. Hard work is worthless if you don't even believe in yourself. You could be working so hard and grinding, but you don't even really believe in what you're doing. You don't even really believe that you can accomplish those things or you're worthy. It's worthless. Mm. You have to believe yourself. Like You have to believe when no one believes. And it's not being cocky. It's like, no, I see myself this way. God put this in me for a reason. I'm 100% confident in me. I'm confident in who God has created me to be and what he's put in me. And all glory goes to God. But Gary, but I'm going to let you know, you may not see it. I see it. Come on. And I don't need you to see it. And I'm not going to get to the point and look back and be like, I told you so. I don't even need to do that. Come on. It's not about you. Mm -hmm. It's my purpose. It's my calling. It's what we're here to do. And there's different gifts that God's given all of us. And if you steward it right and correctly, you'll be used. If not, God's got other people he can use. Mm -hmm. You know? So that's where I'm like, man, guys, believe in yourself. Believe in yourself first. Believe that you are worthy. And that's where... The hard work will actually start to make sense. And then when you see it happening, it's it's inspiring, it's motivating to take yourself to another level. How does a
0: person get to that level of belief in their self? There, there's somebody listening today and they say, Look, I've been grinding, but I haven't seen the fruit. And it makes me doubt and question myself. How yeah. does a person get to that belief system if they don't have it
1: yet? Being um, 100% critical of yourself. Mm. You got to look in the mirror and Ask yourself, what's holding me back? What's keeping me here? Am I in the right job? Am I doing the right thing? Am I in the right on the right journey? Because we could, if not, you reassess. A lot of people could gas you up and tell you you're good at something and you're really not. And then that holds you back from being able to go to the next level and actually advance. Tell the truth. But if you can ask yourself... Or look at yourself in the mirror and be like, yo, I'm not really that good at that. I'm not mm. I'm not called to that. I'm not gifted at that. There's nothing wrong with that. Because then you assessed, you refresh, and then, okay, what am I called to do? What do I love to do? What do I do naturally well? Mm. What do people say I naturally do well? That could be you're naturally athletic. That could be you're naturally a communicator. That could be naturally whatever it is. You gotta tap into that. But if if I'm looking in the mirror, if I'm trying to increase my this is going from the trainer side, mm-hmm. <laughs> physical coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I want to look better, I look in the mirror. I'm not gonna if I got a belly, I'm not gonna act like I don't have a belly, and that's a sick fact. <laughs> <laughs> that's silly. That's that's (laughs) crazy. And there's so many people do that. There's memes out there of a kitten looking in the mirror and sees a lion. You can see that, but you're not there yet. Come on. Take the steps to get to that lion by noticing I'm a kitten right now. Mm. I need to take A, B, and C, D steps so I can get to that lion. Mm. And while I'm working check in with yourself. I'm writing a book right now, my new book. Am I hitting my markers? Am I hitting my goals? If not, boy, step up. Mm -hmm. You have to be your own critic and take the gassing from other people at a minimum. It's like, thank you very much. I appreciate it. But you know you, Mm -hmm. and that's how you actually really make moves.
0: Mm, that's so good. I, I have been learning the importance of acknowledging my L's in multiple ways, right? Yeah. Everybody everybody takes L's. L's meaning losses. So yep. you take it as an L, then you take it in as a lesson, right? And mm-hmm. if I'm always doing it that way, I'm either learning about the thing that I'm venturing into, or I'm learning about myself going into the thing, right? Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of people, they they just want to say that everything is a win in life. It's only a win <laughs> if you learn from it and you grow, Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you just went through life that did nothing for you, mm-hmm. right? And so mm-hmm. I, I will just tell you that um, this conversation has done something for me, uh, and it, it, I'm sure it's doing something for the listeners today. Um, I have just a couple more questions for you. Um, so so you said you're working on a new book. Do you want to talk about it a little bit, or do you want to keep that all the way under wraps until it's closer to time?
1: Um, I could talk about it a little bit. It's going to be a, a, another devotional. For athletes. Mm. This is going to be the devotional that I wish I had as an athlete Uh while I was in college. Mm. This is going to be so special. It's going to be powerful. And it will be one of those tools that you'll keep in your bag everywhere you go. Especially Mm. as an athlete, parents of athletes, and those who consider themselves as athletes. Because everyone's an athlete. It's just your mindset.
0: What I hear you say, there's been a theme of this interview. You are being the father that you probably wanted or had, one or the other, you either had this type of father as a kid, or you wanted or needed this type of father as a kid. You're being the, the type of spiritual advocate that you wish you had when you were in college. Like there's there's like a theme of this that you are becoming everything that you either saw that was beautiful or that mm. needed that would have been beautiful. Where does that come from? How have you used that? Cuz it's a beautiful thing.
1: Um I honestly think that's from God. Mm. It's I felt like it was um programmed in me. Mm. It wasn't something that I mustered up. Mm-hmm. It's just been in Now, my dad modeled a lot of this for me. My father was an amazing father. Great dad. My mom, amazing mother. Super sweet. They both had their their strengths that I gleaned from, and I was thankful that they stayed married. Mm. Um, fortunately, my father passed away um, over a year ago. Mm. But, you know, a lot of his <laughs> teachings and the, the way he moved, mm-hmm. I have adopted. Mm. And my dad was a man of faith. He was a pastor. He was fun. He, he, made, he made living life for Christ cool. Mm. You know, like, it didn't seem like, uh they're weird. That's strange, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, but he also was a man that was in physical. Um, he was a physical specimen at one point. He was a martial artist. He was in the military. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, he had some health issues that really declined his health. Mm-hmm. But uh, other than that, and he was a big family man. One of the big, his dream, one of his big dreams was to have a great family because he didn't come from a good, like a great family. That's beautiful. So I, I learned a lot from him. And then the rest of it, I just really believe that it's just programmed in me. It's not like I wrote a list saying I'm going to be this way or that way. <laughs> it was uh-huh. just, It's just what comes out of who I am.
0: Mm, that's so good. Well, what comes out of you is, is legacy, um, mm. right? Because you you are from the lineage of what raised you, but you're raising something on a, another level. You're continuing that trajectory. It's a beautiful thing. And right. we need more of it in our community. Uh, and whether you're talking about the Christian community, the black community, what you're yeah. doing is, I, I just give you kudos, my brother, like, really. Thank you. Um, absolutely. So, so, as we go into our last, uh, our last two questions, I'm going to take you through. Uh-huh. Um, this is the one that I ask every person who joins us on the show. So, I want you to imagine that it's a hundred years from now, and okay. there is a museum that exists, and, and it is a museum of hope. And there, or I should say, there's a room within the museum marked hope. Uh-huh. The person walks in and, and inside there are time capsules everywhere and mm-hmm. they walk over to one time capsule and it is a time capsule just for you. Hmm. And they open it up and it's got some, some, some sea dragon stuff and some Seahawk stuff. And it's got um, some, some pictures of you uh, training other individuals. And it's got your books and your devotionals and pictures with you and your kids. It's a, it's artifacts of your life.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then there is this clip. And this is the clip that they will watch to learn about your understanding and relationship with hope. Hmm. What would you say to that person about hope?
1: Well, my daughter, we named her Hope. Mm. And it was in a very powerful moment in our relationship, my wife and I. Um, but I would just say, lean into hope. There's a lot of negativity that wants to lock into your mind, lock into who you are, and lock into the spirit of who God's created in you. Lean into hope when it's tough, it's dark, it's hard. Find out, find those people that spark hope inside of you. Whatever it is, different things, books, clips, videos, Whatever it is that sparks hope in you, will help you daily. I'll tell you this much: I'm gonna say a name that was one of the beginning parts of hope in me that you would have maybe scratch your head, and that was Tupac Shakur. Mm. I had never seen. <laughs> I was a I was a black kid in my family, obviously. I'm half trinidadian and black. But I was the darkest in my family. Mm. Skin complexion. Mm-hmm. And I remember hearing the um Ugly Duckling story. You know? The and I always for some reason thought I was the Ugly Duckling mm. because I was the darkest one in my family and I got made fun of my for my complexion. It wasn't until I saw a video of Tupac Shakur on TV. He looked like me. Mm. He had the same complexion as me. And he was powerful. Mm. Granted, he came with scars and a lot of negativity that was attached to his life. But if you look at the core of who he was, he didn't want to be that. But it was because of him... Flashing his smile, his charisma, and his success at the time. I'm, and I'm a young kid looking like, man, this dude, is. there's something on him. God put something on him. It helped me out of a dark place of seeing myself as an ugly duckling to being like, no, I look like him. Mm. Which sparked hope. It sparked, you know what? A confidence. And then as I'm growing, being grown up in a home as God is the center, I'm able to, okay, thank you, Lord. I see you, God. You're the center of my life. Mm-hmm. But it took Tupac for me to see myself a little bit differently to even get back on the trajectory of I, I am more than enough. I am not the ugly duckling and I'm not going to subject myself to the negativity because God has a bigger plan on my life.
0: Hmm. Andy Dooley needed Tupac Shakur. (laughs) There's a whole bunch of people who need Andy Dooley. (laughs) You, you are a voice that God is, is using and will use much more than you can imagine. As you continue to just follow his plan with courage, yeah. with integrity, see mm-hmm. there's certain things that people can just see on you in the way that you move. and so the the same way that you needed to see him, mm-hmm. people outside of your home and in your home need to see you. And so I am just happy that we were able to give you a small platform. this this is like the the smallest platform compared to the ones you stand on. And yet, yeah. The things that you shared in this platform are probably the things that will change people's lives much more than than the greatest and loudest microphones you get. So thank mm. you so much for, for just being so vulnerable, being so transparent. Uh, you have built my faith in this interview, and I can tell of, off to the side you've built Jason's too. Because Jason be over there, oh, Sherman, Sherman, sh-. like he be like <laughs> he, he be getting way too excited, man. I wish everybody could see it. Uh, for those of you who are just listening, uh, so when we're in studio, you can like if you have a certain view, you can see um, our producer off to the side. He just he just be hollering and shouting, but he's muted, so you can't see it. Um, I love Jason. <laughs> Jason is a is a is a is a special individual, but. Again, Again, um, so are you. So I want to thank you personally, thank you. Uh, on behalf of, of Jason and I both, and on behalf of all of the listeners for coming on and sharing so much. Uh, if somebody wants to follow you online, they want to get your first book, um, they want to just see all the, the the new things you have going on, or they want to come see you at training camp. Like, what's the best ways for them to find you?
1: Yes, and before I get into that, I just want to give a special shout out to Jason, his family, him. Mm-hmm. And his family specifically was one of the brightest memories, moments, and spots of North Carolina. Mm. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. He knows it, but I want it to be said, and I want everyone to know that because of Jason and his wife, Lissette, they helped us through a very tough period. And they'll be forever... We're we are forever thankful for you guys,
0: <sighs> bro. Andy, uh, I I think I'm not sure if I told you, Mo, but their family was the first family that um we trusted to watch Damien. Like we, you you know, we're very especially being like pandemic parents, we're very particular in who watches our son, and so they were the first family. Uh, so bro, all of the feelings, all very much the same and what i was gonna say is like man you ain't gonna have me crying on this podcast (laughs) because because i know you can't tell but this eyes are just a little misty right here just but but just know man like the love is so mutual man i love seeing you win um and everything and uh yeah you you know i I love y'all very much man
1: i'll say where we can uh you can find me you can type in andy L. Dooley. And that's my TikTok. Andy L. Dooley is my Instagram. I keep it simple. Andy L. Dooley is my YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a podcast called The Do Work uh, Podcast, but I have a new one coming. And it's actually on, um, you know, Apple Podcasts right now, but I haven't announced it yet. And it's going to be called Past the Player. Okay. Yeah. So make sure you guys check those spots out and my new Mental Break Lab. That's going to be awesome.
0: Beautiful. Well, we will make sure that we have uh, links to everything at the bottom of the screen. Everybody watching now can already see um, how to get a hold of you. Um, we just thank you so much for coming on, and and maybe season two we can bring you back on after you have have launched some new things. One hundred percent. But. The way that you have graced this show has has truly been special and been a blessing. Um, And I hope that um, for all of you listeners, um, that this has been a blessing for you. By the way, you guys finally see Jason, all of you who are watching. Uh, Jason is the man um, behind the scenes who makes so many incredible things happen. There is somebody who you've been thinking about doing your own podcast. It's been a dream. It's been a hope. It's been a wish. But it's also been overwhelming for you. I want to encourage you to consider working with Jason and his company, Everyone Wins Together Productions. Uh, you can see on the bottom of the screen the information. For those of you who are listening right now, Everyone Wins Together Productions. You can find Jason uh, in his email, jason at ewtproductions.com, or you can find him all social media at ewtproductions. He will help you from the brainstorming to the actually putting together of a, prof- a professional product. That's the best re- representation of what it is that God. has placed in your heart and in your mind. Uh, I hope that you guys have enjoyed this today. Do me a favor. If you loved this episode, make sure uh, that you are subscribed to the channel so you hear the next episode. Leave comments. What spoke to you? What what took you to another level? If you're somewhere where you can hit like, make sure you do that because you know that at the day, at the end of the day, uh, that all of that support is the currency that helps us to keep moving and to keep reaching new homes and new individuals. So I I want to thank andy again i want to thank you jason for all of your hard work and i want to thank you to all of the listeners today for helping us do what it is that we want to do Uh, so we'll see you next monday for another episode of hope rising where the unfulfilled go to find fulfillment and the inspiring go for more inspiration we'll see you soon